0: On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive in all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be discussing Aaron Bradshaw suffering what could possibly be, let's just be realistic, a season ending injury uh, because he will be undergoing surgery that will keep him out for. Uh, I think, the majority of the beginning of the season, but I I think that it could extend past that. We're also going to dive into the possibility of Joey Hart committing to the Kentucky Wildcats tomorrow. Uh, Some positive news in a sea of very, very negative things uh, going on currently for the Kentucky Wildcats. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I really appreciate everybody out there that is currently watching the show live on YouTube if you're listening on podcast uh, post live would appreciate it if you went ahead and followed along there if you're listening uh, right now or watching on YouTube go ahead and subscribe to the channel we've got a lot of different things to get to here (laughs) over these next couple of months that have to happen for the Wildcats so it's going to be a very interesting ride so let's go ahead and get into it if you did not see it Shams your boy the NBA reporter himself Uh, tossed out some Kentucky basketball news earlier today. Quote, college basketball news. Kentucky's Aaron Bradshaw, a top projected pick in the 2024 NBA draft, has suffered a fracture in his foot and could miss the start of the 23-24 season, sources tell The Athletic and Stadium. The program is optimistic on full recovery for the seven-foot freshmen. So, there you have it. Shams has officially announced that Aaron Bradshaw has suffered a fracture in his foot, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, had been hinted at a few weeks ago. In fact, Kyle Tucker of The Athletic tweeted out earlier today saying, yeah, I asked about this three weeks ago, 23 days ago, uh, about Aaron Bradshaw and his his fracture. Bradshaw obviously operating under Clutch Sports. I believe it's the same organization that I kind of housed Shaden Sharp and his uh, activities and what he had going on with the Wildcats and that's kind of where my concerns start today is that while Bradshaw may be healthy uh, by the time you know non-conference play wraps up for Kentucky he's not going to get to see the court simply because of outside factors that may happen between today and whenever Kentucky season actually begins, is it going to end up being a shade and sharp situation where Kentucky just doesn't um, just doesn't really get to see one of their potentially unicorn players uh, step onto the court and do really cool things. Uh, it's a very realistic possibility. Now we can't sit here and be completely negative. We can also speculate over the possibility that, you know, he could be back, you know, Five or six games into the year, and Kentucky's able to kind of nurse him along and kind of ease him into play. And Cal's actually able to allow him to step onto the court. And is he's he's actually able to develop a little bit, and he's ready to go once SEC play begins. It's it's bad, but either way, this is really bad because it kind of brings back into light something that you and I have discussed a lot on this show. And everybody and their mother has been talking about with Kentucky. They're shorthanded. It's, this is this is beating a dead horse at this point. You are walking into July as it stands. Now we'll see what happens with Joey Hart tomorrow or Sam Cyril. We are walking into July with seven players, six of which are freshmen, and the seventh player averaged nine point three minutes per game last season and shot 34% from the floor. No disrespect to Aduthiero, who I think is going to have a very good season this year. Kentucky's in a bad position, flat out. And it all goes back to, you know, the coaching staff, but more specifically one guy, and that's John Calipari, who has been under fire for years now because of how he and his staff have lacked success on the court, especially in postseason play, And now it's starting to trickle over more and more and more into what Kentucky's doing in the offseason. And I truly do fear this time next season, after Kentucky has lost some time early in the NCAA tournament, because it's possible, let's be realistic with ourselves, you could see a world where Kentucky loses early and you're looking at a roster that is void of excitement or hope because the majority of these freshmen are going to be declaring for the NBA or transferring anyway. Kentucky's going to be even more shorthanded, and there's going to be a lot of criticism on this staff for, my goodness, they couldn't pick up any transfer portal players, and they were scrounging around for three stars on top of their already loaded class to try and help out the situation and just get bodies in the room because they couldn't get transfer portal players what is his staff doing? What is Cal doing? Are, are you kidding me? Is this the end of the world? There's a world where that happens. There's also a world here where Kentucky picks up Hart. They pick up Cyril, and they have a nine-man, ten-man rotation if they're able to somehow miraculously get a transfer portal player. I know that there's a player from Louisiana that's currently in the portal that has some academic issues. We can talk about that on Monday. But this is um, more than likely going to end in negativity, and I really do hate that because I, I'm tired of talking about negative things. I'm tired of talking about Aaron Bradshaw and and uh, and all these different players, you know, just not being able to execute or perform. Like you're looking at the Sheepways and the Jacob Toppins and Casein Wallace folding under pressure at different. I'm tired of talking about the negative things. I want to be able to talk about something that's exciting for Kentucky moving forward in the future. And right now, guys, you know, it, it's difficult to find those things. Uh, for Kentucky basketball. It's difficult to find those things. And I just really do hope that guys like Joey Hart and Cyril, if they do commit, uh, they're able to aid this team a, a lot more than I think the national media would suggest that they will. Cause there, cause there's no other way to cut it. Kentucky's going to be very, 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 very young next season. It's probably going to be by far the youngest team in the country And you're going to be relying on Cal and John Welch and the rest of that staff to just figure it out and get this team to gel. Do they do that? I think there's a possibility. Certainly there's a possibility. But right now, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of hope out there uh, for UK. Let's look at the comments here real quick. It's painful being a fan right now. My goodness, what are we going to do? We definitely need Reeves back now. He'll play a bunch of uh, minutes. Rob, DJ Reeves, Justin at the four, and Kingsley. Actually, Spicer, I'm really not mad at that at all. Or Samto. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Steven says, I told my dad, I, I got sharp vibes. I agree. Uh, Mashman, does anyone ever think he'll play for Kentucky? There's a possibility that he doesn't. It, it, there's a possibility that he does. I, I'm leaning towards him some at some point playing because he's way more talented On paper, then Kentucky can allow to just skip past. Um, But who knows? It could just honestly be out of their hands. Straight fact says he'll be fine just to fracture seasons at the start for five months. He could be ready by then. And that's also another possibility. He could be ready by, you know, the season opener. But does that mean he's going to get to play is also another question because Cal has been, you know, hesitant, obviously, as he should be, to play players that are injured because even if they're not 100%, do you really want to throw a guy out there if you don't have to? We'll just have to see what it looks like. You could, you, Eric says, you have to go with Burke and Thiero at the four for the trip to Toronto. If Hart commits Saturday, he'll have to play some four and three over said trip. There is nothing that can be done at the, this point. And that's a great uh, observation there. That's something that I tweeted out earlier. We are less than a month away now from Kentucky going to the global jam and playing against Canada and Germany. And I believe it's Africa as well. You're going to have a very short rotation and you have to start playing some of your guards. I think it's some positions that they're not going to play at all this upcoming season. It's going to be a weird rotation. I think that we see at the global jam and it's going to be very guard heavy. Uh, Spicer says it's starting to look like clutch is messing around with these kids in their schools. Uh, I don't have a strong comment on that, but I mean, just based off the sharp situation, it, it, it certainly is frustrating. Uh, Aaron should have came out. So Cal could have went all in. Somto won't be able to play until July for, or August. From what I've heard, Kay says he may be rusty. Reeves won't graduate till August 12th. That's what I said on yesterday's show, I believe, is that, you know, we got a long time before uh, Reeves is able to actually announce what he wants to do. And if he enters the transfer portal at that point, whatever. I mean, Kentucky's got like four or five guards on the roster that can replace that production. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it sucks that you need that, that, that experience back, but it's just, it is what it is. You have to land Samto Cyril. Cal has to go, says Gregory. When will Samto commit? I don't actually know that. I know that he took an official visit here just a few days ago. I believe today's episode actually was was about that. I pre recorded today's episode, by the way, in case you, you guys could not tell. And I apologize for, for not communicating that. But um, I, I pre recorded it and I, I tossed it up and I expected uh, uh, not a whole lot of news to be breaking today. And then right after it went up, Aaron Bradshaw's news broke. So uh, I hate it. I hate the situation. But but currently it's just kind of, you know, this is how it is sometimes. Sometimes the news breaks randomly, and sometimes bad things just simply happen. So that is uh those are kind of my thoughts on Aaron Bradshaw. I'm sure we'll continue to discuss it as the live stream goes on. Again, if you're listening to this on podcast, really appreciate you listening there as well. I want to get to Joey Hart, just kind of talk about it for a second, maybe have some more positive news here. Before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Bird Dogs, a more positive thing. I've been really enjoying my bird dog shorts recently. Uh, I've had some friends that have been going on trips that have been enjoying them as well, literally texting me, hey, I got my bird dogs on, and they're incredible. They're these khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give you uh, a truly sculpted look, significantly better than Lululemon in both comfort and fit and look. Uh, I think that they're way better than just regular athletic shorts that you could possibly get to walk around in. They've got these nice compression lining uh, on the inside, it really does feel clean, cool, and it looks uh, awesome as well. They've got really cool cut colors on top of that. If you go to birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege, you can get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege for a free Yeti-style tumbler. Birddogs are legitimately some of my favorite shorts to wear right now, and once you get yours, you will not want to take them off. I promise you. All right, continuing along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky, we are doubling up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I think this is the first time in the history of Locked On Kentucky that we have put out two episodes in the same day, one of them being a live stream. So, (laughs) uh, interesting time here. Again, really appreciate everybody watching in the live chat. If you have not liked the video already, please go ahead and do so. If you've not subscribed to the YouTube channel and you're finding me for the first time, really appreciate you tuning in. If you're still tuned in, subscribe. Uh, it would mean a ton here as we get closer and closer to 5K subs before the beginning of the season. If you're listening on podcast, really appreciate you there as well. Throw us a follow and give us a review. Let us know what you think about the show. All right. Spicer in the comments says, I heard Flory will not visit Kentucky. Heard he might reclass to Duke. Duke stole our visit. Can I concur there? So that looks like Samto is a lock. I don't necessarily know if you could say Samto is a lock, but it does not it, it does certainly look like that's going to happen at some point here in the future. Now, I really do hope that the situation is Samto reclassifies, because it would be great if Kentucky got him. But they really need to get to uh, to get him this year. They don't need to get him next year, and they need him now uh, for their for their front court. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Spicer heard from Matt Jones today, first week of July. A new assistant coach should be here. I'm hearing Miami or a Heat assistant. That will be interesting. I'll keep eyes on that. Appreciate Matt Jones for the. For the update there. Speaking of updates, Joey Hart has uh, has announced that he is set to announce his commitment on Saturday. That's tomorrow, I believe. He's going to be choosing between Kentucky, Indiana, and I think Rutgers is in his top three. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that. I've not really talked about what Hart could do for this rotation this upcoming season because, well, we we got into more pressing matters. I think. Uh, more more pressing <laughs> news here uh, over the past few days. But in case you didn't know, Joey Hart, a three-star shooting guard in the 2024 class. According to On3, he is ranked the number 61 uh, player among shooting guards. I believe 24-7 Sports has him like as like the number seven player in the state of Indiana, like number 28 among shooting guards. So there's certainly some fluctuation here between what different recruiting sites believe about this kid. But... I'll tell you what he is, is a shooter. That's very, very clear. According to On3, he shot 41% from three in his uh, in his junior season. He shot 46% from deep in 2022. Uh, finished his high school career with over 1,900 points. Averaged 23.7 points per game as a senior. Uh, one of the best shooters in the class of 2023. I believe he was originally committed to UCF. We talked about that before here on the show. And Kentucky, I think, relative to other positions, they don't need this as much. But now that the Bradshaw news has broken, I mean, things start to change with this rotation. And I know that we've beaten to death uh, how we believe this rotation may pan out here on the show. Uh, But I'm just going to go over it again because, hey, there's an update. Things slide down. So you've got Dillingham and Thiero, Wagner and Shepard. That's your backcourt. We can talk about whether or not guys are point guards or shooting guards on another later date. I think that Dillingham and Thierro are your two point guards. Wagner could play some point as well, probably over Thiero if we're being realistic, um, just simply because I think that's the way Cal's going to run it. Shepard is your, I think, is a true two. I don't think he's going to be playing point. Uh, you've got your small forwards, Joey Hart. If he commits, that would be awesome. Justin Edwards, who I think at this point... Has to slide down to the four. Uh, if we're being realistic, uh, it's either that or or, uh, or or Burks. It's either that or Jordan Burks, and, and Burks may be the better fit because he's six nine now. So you've got Burks at your four. You could play Edwards at your four as well, and then you have Ugna Unyenso at your center spots. If Samoto or Samto Cyril commits, then you've got him as well. Uh, so Kentucky slides things down a little bit. Just kind of getting Edwards or Burks to play that that four spot. Uh, I believe, like one of you, one of you said in the chat earlier during this this global cup or this global jam, the rotation is going to be a little weird. It's going to be a little weird uh, for the Wildcats. Let's see any other comments here that I'm missing out. Hart is from Indiana. I'd be surprised if he commits to UK. I believe. I believe if I'm not mistaken, straight facts, he's actually got a crystal ball right now. I may be incorrect on that. I'm going to go check that real quick. Cause I have on three stuff pulled up right now. I'll go pull that up on 24 seven. And he currently does have two crystal balls, both to Kentucky and both coming in the past couple of days. Yeah. So I, I think Hart. Uh, I don't want to say he's a lock uh, because Indiana is obviously in the mix here, but he just finished a, a visit to, to Indiana as well, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Joey Hart is it would be a valuable addition, I think, to this rotation uh, just simply because he's another body in the room and Kentucky's got to slide guys down. And you need shooters. You need them. Uh, at 6'5", he's got a little bounce as well, according to some of his highlight tapes. The man can dunk, uh, which is exciting to see as well. Very explosive. Uh, fun, fun player, uh, I think, that could be coming to Kentucky. Uh, I need to see more from his film. Uh, I would love to have him on the show if he does end up committing. Uh, to talk about kind of what his game is about, to kind of get a feel for what he could be for UK this season. If he does end up com- uh, contributing uh, significant minutes, 10 to 15 a game, I, I think possibly uh, could could be in, in the cards for-, for Joey Hart. It's reported he moved in last night. Well, there you go, because I was talking with somebody today um, <laughs> that I may or may not have gotten somebody to make me a commitment graphic, and uh, they were talking to Hart and said that he had not taken – uh, he had not taken uh, a photo shoot yet uh, because they were asking for, uh, for Kentucky photos to see if he had taken uh, any on his visit that he took uh, just a, a week or so ago. So uh, Spicer, I think that, that that checks out if he's already moved in. And if he commits tomorrow, then you could expect pictures to probably come out tomorrow. So uh, we'll see how it goes. What's your Instagram? My Instagram, it, you can hit me at Locked on, you can actually you can hit me at Kentucky podcast uh, on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast, uh, if you would like to, Spicer. I would appreciate that. So you got Joey Hart. You got Aaron Bradshaw. Uh, I think that the Hart news does not offset the Bradshaw news in terms of positive to negative. It's just a really tough situation for UK. I'm excited to see if Hart commits to the Wildcats, and I hate to see Aaron Bradshaw get hurt. How hurt is he, considering he was just out recently uh, shooting... Uh, on social media. I'm not sure, but I'm not going to sit here and question that legitimately because I truly, we just, I, I just don't know. I, I think a lot of us don't, just don't know. Uh, obviously, if he's had, if, if the young man has to have surgery, there's something significant there. So, who in this chat thinks Cal Perry should retire after next year? Ben from Kentucky says, I don't really know if Cal should retire after next year. Because I want to see this team. I want to see this team. I want to see Somto commit. I want to see Hart commit. I want to see one more transfer portal player. And I want to see these guys rock. I want want to see what this team looks like um, with a full lineup and a rotation with these young guys. I want to see Cal try and prove himself. And if it's a failure, uh, then we can have that conversation. We can have that legitimate uh, question of, hey, uh, should Cal go ahead and call it quits? Is this time for him to really, uh, you know, leave? Lady Bass Player says, five months before the season start, season starts, so we've got time to see if Bradshaw heals up. But again, it's just I just go back to the sharp thing in my mind. I just go back to that entire situation, and, and there's just fear that, that you don't get to see Aaron Bradshaw ever. Uh, Straight Fact says, shoot, I hope Cal stays. The program would be in true tur- turmoil if he left. I want to see him finish out of six years. I'm curious to see who Kentucky would get. I'm very curious to see what, what their options would look like uh, if Cal were to move on. I want to see your old Cal back and go out with nine. If he's able to get one more national title, which seems difficult at this point, uh, then I think that that would probably be the 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 end of his career or very very close to it. If he was able to get a national title within the next few years. So, uh, if you've got any thoughts on Coach Cal, if you've got any thoughts on Aaron Bradshaw. If you've got any thoughts on Joey Hart, you can leave all of those in the YouTube comments below. Again, really appreciate everybody watching live here. Cole says, I don't know if it's NIL or cow, but we the fans need disclosure, so we aren't speculating on who to blame for why we can't keep players, not counting first round picks. I think it's a very good question or good observation there uh, from Cole, but saying that the fans need some some clarity, but... I think the reality is in this transfer portal era, uh, there's a lot of just things, uh, smoke and mirrors, it feels now, even more so um, than than the post or the pre rather NIL post or transfer portal era. It feels like there's a lot of, you know, uncertainty uh, about what's going on and not a lot of things being said in the light, (laughs) Uh, at least not in Kentucky's corner. Uh, It's just a, a weird, weird time to be a Kentucky basketball fan. And I, I think it's really cool that I get to kind of experience it with you guys. With Ulyss and other pro coaches, the team should be more speed oriented and better dribble drive. Who are the best coaches for speeding them up? I don't know. I'm excited to see what John Welch does. Apparently, he's um he he's been around the dribble drive for for a long, long time. So I think he could honestly be your dude to kind of help unlock that with these younger players and then Spicer says, what, what a lot of Kentucky fans have been saying, I hope Rondo gets to coach. I do too. I think that would be cool. Is he going to? I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see. Let's see. Straight fact says, man is uh, the man is one of the greatest coaches in NCAA history. People who criticize the man don't have a sense of perspective. The man is one at a high level. I think it's fair to appreciate and respect what he's done over the course of his career. But if you have a, 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 a continual stretch of lack of success I mean it doesn't take away from what he's done previously but it certainly doesn't dis, it doesn't dismiss hey man you missed the tournament and went 9 and 16 you lost in the round of 64 to St. Peters you you put together a hodgepodge of a team last year that just simply failed and could not shoot uh inside the arc i think at times and couldn't play defense at the rim like you're putting together teams that look nothing like what you used to succeed with and hey, look, he's got a team that looks like a team that he used to succeed with. So we'll see how this uh, this young one goes uh, for Perry this season. I think it's fair to criticize, but also you don't need to say that he's an awful coach. You don't need to say that he's a bad coach. He's proven himself. Um, but if if he's not able to sustain what he's done in the past in this environment, he, he's no longer a good coach. You know, it, that's just kind of how it is. If you lose and you can't get can't get good players anymore, you've lost your touch. And I'm not saying that Cal has, because obviously he got some really good players in this year's cycle. Uh, but but there's there's an opportunity here that uh, we could just see the next few seasons of Cal's final uh, final you know tenure uh, stretch of his tenure. I think that we could see where Cal just kind of fizzles out. Fizzles out, or he continues to get five-star players and Kentucky wins a title. I don't know. We'll have to see. Calipari is Dean Smith 2.0, and Smith won his second title at an old age. Fingers crossed, then, man. Fingers crossed uh, that we were able to see uh, Cal get a second title. All right, I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. I wanted to do this live just so that I could talk with you guys a little bit uh, about this. Uh, but uh, I appreciate everybody watching live. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Like the video if you've not already. And in the post live, I think you can give uh, your thoughts in the YouTube comments below if you so please. Up to 96 viewers now. I appreciate everybody staying tuned in and watching. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnUK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw You can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns? Leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all on Monday for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.